Amen. Now, we are in the very beginning of the year. This is the first Sunday. I'm just glad you have made the decision to be here this morning, and I hope it is an intentional one. Because by being here, you are investing into your new year. You are believing God for something great. How many of you here, you believe for something great this year? Yeah. Yep. And for those of you who tune into our podcast, I'm glad that you are taking time um, to do that because this is going to be your best year yet. In fact, this is not just the beginning of a new year. This is the beginning of a new decade. This is the beginning of, from 2020 to 2029, it's going to be a new decade where new things are going to happen. And we want to believe God that He will prepare us for what is next. And because it is such a beautiful beginning, I want to bring all of us back to the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, because in the first few words of the book of Genesis, it says, in the beginning. Alright, so if you have a Bible, turn with me to the book of Genesis this morning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And we are going to read verse 1 to verse 5. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 5. The Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Oh, it's there. <laughs> I thought, okay. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is the story of creation. This is a story where God created the universe and we come into existence. In the very beginning, God. In the very beginning, God was there. God created the world. It was a fresh start. Year 2020, we are right now in the first Sunday, right? It is a fresh start. And verse 2, it says, Now the earth was formless and empty, Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Bible described that the world then was nothing, empty, it was dark, yet it was full of creative potential with tremendous possibility because God was about to do something. God was about to release something. I don't know about you, when you look at your lives right now, do you feel the same? Some of us here, we may feel the same way. Year 2019, it, probably it was dark. It was empty. Maybe there isn't anything beautiful, but yet God is about to do something in the midst of this. In the beginning, it was God. When God is in our dark and empty space, He can do something. Our space becomes full of creative potential and tremendous possibility. And that is why what you do right now with God is so important. It matters a lot for your future because God can create something for you in year 2020. And He wants you to be involved, to participate in what He wants to create. Verse 3, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good and He separated the light from the darkness. 
God called the light day, and the darkness He called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. God began to define what light was and what, what darkness was. And God started the whole process of creation. And it took six days. Everybody say six days. Now, perhaps what God was doing right now in your life is just day one. It is a process. It will take time. I mean, like, you, you look at this, day one, weird. Like, God just separated the day and the night, and God called it day one. Maybe right now in your life, you look at it like, God, what are you doing? I don't understand, God. It's almost like nothing separating day from night. I know, I can, I can differentiate that. But you know what? God is in the process of creating something in your world. It will take time. But you have to trust in God. What God is doing right now in your life may not make sense to you. It may look as simple as day and night. But that's the first day already of God's creation. Something beautiful is beginning to take place. And the Bible says the next five days, God began to create a lot more beautiful things. The sky, right? You take pictures of the sky before? The land, he started creating the flora, the plants, right? You see Clara's Instagram, a lot of plants, right? A lot of trees, a lot of jungles, a lot of forests, all right? God began to create fruit trees. Like that one interests me more, right? You can eat with seeds. And he created the moon and the sun, and he thought about the creatures. The animals in the sea, the animals on the land, the animals that are flying in the sky. And he saw all that, and it was good. Now, all of us here, whatever that we love to take, the pictures, the scenery and all that, they all came from creation. And that was five days. God created everything. And on the sixth day, let's go to verse 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Let's fast forward to chapter 2, verse 7, and there is more details in that. It says here, Then God, the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life, and the man became a living being. You see, on day six, God began to create mankind. You and I, look at your beautiful human being next to you right now, right? They are God's beautiful creation. Aren't you amazed? Aren't you happy that that person doesn't look like you? <laughs> for, I hope for good reason, alright? So, the Bible says that God began to take the dust, alright, and begin to form a man. And God created us different. Thank God it was handmade. You know when it is handmade, it is expensive? Thank God that it was not created through voice command. No, first five days, it was probably voice command. Hey Siri, no. <laughs> okay, 
the first five days, God just spoke and it came to creation. But on day six, God began to create His masterpiece. He actually, oh, I said, hey Siri, and it actually responded. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Mankind were created different. And God took that masterpiece and He breathed. The Bible says He breathed into His nostrils the breath of life. Now, have you breathed air into your friend's nostril before? <laughs> CPR, is it? Do you have to do that? Okay, don't try that in church, okay? Unless you really have to when someone is in emergency. Now, now but I want you to imagine this. If someone, all right, breathe his breath into your nostril and suddenly you just wake up, right? Come to life. What is the first vision that you see? Hey, this is not rocket science. Okay, that this person, you see him, am I right? You, you open your eyes and you see this person like, what are you trying to do? It's almost like it's almost like when my wife gave birth to Maya, all right, and Detro, of course, but Detro was C-sec, right? So it's a bit different. Now, when Maya came out, the first person that she saw was me and some nurses, of course, me and my wife. And that was the first person that she saw. Can you imagine when Adam opened his eyes? right before his eyes, what could he be seeing? It was God. It was God. Adam's first vision, first time using his eyes, he saw God, the face of God. I don't know God appeared in what form, but I knew something. He saw God. His eyes were working already. And this is so important because his first vision define his origin. It's like when you see your parents, when you come out, I, I, I doubt anyone would remember, you come out from your mother's womb, the first person, the first few person that you see define your origin, your mom and your dad. And Adam's first vision defined who he was and who he could be. Because the first person that he saw was God. His future, his purpose entirely comes from this. That is why this being that was right before him, God himself, determined who he is. Friends, what is your vision today? What do you see? What do you see? Because what you see is so important. What you see will define where you come from and who you will become. What you see today, in fact, can I say this to you? We are doing Vision Sunday. We are talking about vision. But can I say the truth to you is that a vision is not a goal. A lot of people say, let's set our vision. It's almost like, let's set a goal. And let's see what we want to achieve. Let's see what success we want to have. 
But you know what? A vision is more than a goal. A vision is not about what you achieve, but who you become. That is why when Tarzan, he grew up, right? He couldn't see his parents, right? He became like, he became like gorilla, right? Because he didn't see any human being. I don't know if that story was true, but it makes sense to me. Now, when Adam, he saw God and he was created after this very image, he knew he was supposed to be like God. Humans, we always set vision because we know visions are important to bring us forward. But very often, we have got them all wrong because in the process of pursuing the vision, we pursue success. It becomes the things that we want to achieve. That is our vision. But we don't understand that vision is not what you achieve, but who you become. That's why humans try to pursue success where we lose ourselves. A lot of people right now, they doubt like who I am. They do not know their identity because their vision is so much about goals and not identity. And that destroys us. That is why you see today with global warming, with technologies that is happening, right? Bush burning. We have achievements. Yes, we have achieved great things. But you see, we have become worse human beings because vision should not be about success or goals, but it should be about who we become. So who do you want to become in year 2020? At the end of the year, at the end of the decade, who do you want to become? Being comes before doing. A vision of who we will become is so important. And that vision comes from the origin. At creation, the very first person human saw was God. The one with the image that you are created after. And that image is not a normal image. It is an image of God. It was glorious. And when Adam looked at God, because he was created after God's very own image, it was like, he was like looking at mirror, right? because he was created after that image. And it's amazing. We talk about vision and we talk about imagination. Heard that before? We got to imagine the future. You see, the word imagination comes from the word image. You must have the image of who you are becoming. It's not about having more cars having bigger houses. It's about being a better husband, a better father. It's about being. It's not about finishing more books. It's about being a wiser person. Are you following me? It's, it's not just about running more. It's about being healthier. So year 2020, church friends, can we set our vision on who we want to become. And for Adam, it was God. And the Bible says that God blessed him and said, be fruitful. And it's about being, be fruitful. Let's look at verse 28. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful 
and increase in numbers. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over creatures that moves on the ground. So God was telling Adam, it's not just about working, it's about being fruitful, right? And rule over the fish. That means God is telling him, be a leader, be influential. God was not giving him a task list, a to-do list. God was giving him responsibility and identity. Young people understand this. All of us want to do well, better in our career and in our study. Am I right in year 2020? Yes? You know what? You want to do well? Don't expect people to give you to-do lists. A lot of workers like go to work, right? Give me what, what I need to do. Tell me. And sometimes you ask, why are you not doing this? I'm not given the task. But you must understand that people don't pay you for the task. People pay you for the responsibility that you carry. And we got to understand our responsibility more than our task. Right? So Adam was given the responsibility to be a leader over other creatures. And verse 15 in chapter 2, And the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Now, my question is, did Adam see the vision of God? Did he? Yes. But having a vision alone is not enough. God actually put him in the garden to work. Everybody say work. So having a vision itself is not enough. We got to work. Work is not a punishment. Work is a calling. Work is a privilege. Man, work is not just to get money. It is what we are created for. And it's to have that responsibility to take charge, to take ownership. Friends, can I encourage you this year, take ownership of something. Take ownership of your family. Take ownership of your home, your work. Own it. Even if you work for others, treat it as if it is your own business. I want to see this business flourish. Even though you plan to work for just three years in this company, make sure that when you leave the company, you have helped the company to make so much money and make so much impact. Don't do it because you want to wait for your pay, paycheck. Do it because of responsibility, because what God has called you to do. Be influential, be the difference. And Adam was put in the garden to work. And man, my wife and I brought our kids to Taiwan and we went to this zoo that is probably the cheapest zoo in the whole world. <laughs> it's like, what, five ringgit? And you have animals from the north to the south, you know, the, the, you, you have polar bear, you have all sorts of things like for five ringgit. By the way, I want to say this, we spent an entire day there and we couldn't finish all the animals. And imagine Adam had to name all the animals. I believe Adam worked really hard to, I don't know if he had to swim to name all the creatures. He probably cannot fly, but he had to climb the trees to see like where the, the birds are. He was naming the animals. He was taking ownership. Having a vision does not mean you work less. It means you work harder with a greater purpose. You see, the thing is this. A lot of people say, Pastor, um, brother, I don't want to serve God. I'm tired. I've served enough already. Lah. I've served for eight years already. 
right? I'm tired, I need a break. Now, when you don't feel like working, that is not because the work is bad. When you don't feel like serving or working, it is simply because you don't have a vision. Because when Adam had a vision, he worked. Are you following me? He knew that as God created the world and God put him in charge to take care of the world, he knew that as God has dominion over the world, God gave him that responsibility to manage. And he did it willingly. Today, where does your vision come from? And verse 16, And the Lord commanded the man, You are free to eat any tree, any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Now the Lord God, verse 19, Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. Adam did not just receive a task or a vision. He received the authority and the guidance from God. That means God was providing him guidance. And strangely, God did this insane thing, right? He gave man this thing called choice. He said, now you are given authority, responsibility, you know your identity, you saw the vision, you have a task, right? Probably given a wife as well. But say, God said this to now you can choose whether you would depend on me for what is good and evil, or you will depend on the fruit of the tree. When you eat that, you will know what is good and evil and you can define it yourself, you take charge, and God gave him a choice. If you do that, you will die. But if you follow me, you follow what I say, you will live. Now it's amazing that God really gave humans so much power and the power of choice that animals didn't have. So animals like, cannot sin because they don't have a choice. They live by instinct, right? When cats snatch your baby's food, right? Don't curse the cat and ask the cat to repent. It's by instinct, you know? You can train, but you know, they don't have this thing called morality. So Adam can choose whether to trust in God, to depend on his guidance, or to have the knowledge of good and evil and work independent of God, but to eventually die. Now, sadly, we know the story. Adam chose to eat the fruit and he chose the latter. He chose to be independent of God. He wanted to define what is good and evil himself. Don't you think the same pattern still happen today? Right? Humans still want to define what is good and evil themselves. They want to be in charge. They want to rebel against God's definition and create their own. So what went wrong here? What has gone wrong? Humans were chased out of the garden and humans lost that intimate connection with God. So suddenly Adam could not remain in the garden and God was no longer with him physically. So what happened was 
when he lost that intimate connection, he lost that vision. Remember, he could see God, he could walk with God. Now, God is not present with him all the time. God only appeared when he needed to. I do not know how often, but he lost the vision. Humans lost the vision of who God is. That image that Adam was so familiar with, now he no longer saw God. And I'm quite sure he didn't have a camera to snap picture of God. After some time, he cannot remember how God looked like and how he should be. After some time, it was just a vague memory. He no longer knew who he could become. And that is sad. Now, let me fast forward with you to Book of Romans and see what really happened. And the Book of Romans explained in chapter 1, verse 20. And we read from verse 20 to 27. And just go through the verses with me patiently, okay? For since the creation of the world, right? God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, been understood from what has been made so that the people are without excuse. Creation. Verse 21, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave, gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for image made to look like mortal human beings and birds and animals and reptiles. Can you see that? Initially, we were all worshipping God. We could see God. We had a vision. Suddenly, when we lose that, we refuse to glorify Him. We begin to follow the image of animals, birds, reptiles. And we begin to think that God looked like us instead of we should look like God. Verse 24, Therefore God gave them over in sinful desires of their hearts, to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. Amen. Verse 26. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. The Bible explained what happened from then on and what is happening in the world that we live in today. It all happened because we lost that vision. It all happened because we lost that intimate connection with God. It all happened when we do not know who we are and we begin, our image of who we are begin to degrade and we begin to wonder who we should be. You know, growing up, we, growing up, we, we learn when we learn about animals, even when we went to zoo and you know this is female and this is male by looking at their body and organs, right? You can differentiate what would the male animal do, what would the female do, whether insects and all that. We study that and we can differentiate that. But the world right now today, for humans, in the human world, we are confused. Like we don't even know what gender we are. I'm not saying you, but I'm saying the world out there, the education, the world, 
is beginning to be confused. Not that they want to, but it all happened when we lost that vision. When we lost the image of who God is, we become confused and we think we can define who we are. But I want you to look at verse 21 here. It says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him. It's strange. They know God. But the, the God that they know is not the God that they would glorify. Humans begin to take charge and say, I think we can be greater than God. I think we can take charge. I think we can explain with science, philosophy, I don't know, physics. And verse chapter 3, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Can you see again? Because God created in His glory, created us in His glory, but now we choose to not glorify Him, we have left that glory and we fall short of His glory because we sinned. That is why today, that explains why we are in this state. No vision, no glory, no purpose. We begin to think we probably just like other animals. We are supposed to make the world a better place. But you go to the zoo, like my son would say, this one is about to extinct, right? This one is dying. This one cannot be found anymore. Humans haven't made the world a better place because we lost that vision. But we have a good news. Book, book of Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 30. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, that those He predestined, He also called. Those He called, He also justified. Those He justified, He also glorified. Meaning, God had a redemption plan through Jesus Christ. Because He knew that we would fall, had prepared Jesus for us so that we, when we know Jesus and receive His salvation, we can become like Him. Again, the image is restored. And now, those that He has called, He also justified that we can be righteous. And when we are justified, He also wants to glorify us back to the very image that He created us to be. We have redemption in Christ Jesus. The second Adam has made it happen for us. Amen. Why don't we give Jesus praise? Amen. We have hope. That is why when we come to Jesus, we can have that vision again. We will know who we should become. But the thing is, we must come to a place of intimacy with Him, like what Adam used to have. When Adam opened his eyes, he saw God. When was the last time we saw God? In Him, our purpose is restored. We are conformed to His image. The book of Romans says, by coming into His salvation for us, and He wants to restore that glory of God that He originally put in us. Friends, you know what? You are created with God's glory. I don't know what the world is telling you today. I do not know what the society is saying about you, about your hair, 
about your skin color, about your race. But God is saying to you, you are created in His glory. When He created you, He wanted you to look like Him. When Adam opened his eyes, Adam saw, man, I'm not like other creatures. I carry the same image like God. I may not have the same power. I'm, I do not have the same authority. But all that I have comes from Him. You see, the devil has come to steal and to kill. That is why so many people today, it's so sad. I think last week, the school reopened on Thursday. And in PJ, there was this primary student, first day of the school, when the parents opened the door, saw at the daughter hang herself. When we do not know that we have been created in His glory, when we do not know the authority that has been given to us, we will just end our life with no purpose. And that is very sad. The, the devil has come to steal and to kill and to destroy that. But Jesus wants to restore us back to the image of His Son. Please, don't try to look like Korean star. Please look like Jesus. Yes, we love how Koreans look, but God did not create you to be I know some of there were some good Korean, good-looking Koreans here. Thank God, right? But Chinese, if you don't try to look like people from the West, just be yourself because God has created you that way. Amen. When you look at the mirror, God says, "I have placed something there that looks like me." And because of Jesus, we can have a vision of who we can become once again not defined by the world, but by the one who created us. Jesus came so that we can be one with Him and one with God again. Jesus came so that He can show us His glory, the glory of the Father. Jesus came so that the glory of God can be present in our life again and in our church. Imagine today, I, I, I want all of us begin to imagine the future, begin to imagine year 2020 with the image of Jesus. Imagine, some of us here, imagine. Wherever you go, people are encouraged. Imagine the image of Jesus Whenever words, whatever words that you speak, set people free. It brings life. Imagine when you go to work. First 30 years of Jesus' life, he was not in ministry. He was touching lives in a very normal way. Imagine going to back to your family with the image of Jesus in your mind. You can heal the sick because God's power is upon you. You can release God's word because you meditate upon it. Imagine a church where the laws come in, they can be found. Imagine a church that is united as one. Imagine a church that is full of God's love and grace and truth, full of God's power. Imagine a church 
that knows Jesus, when we open our eyes, we can actually see Him. And we, we live our lives according to how He would act. What would Jesus do? Imagine the image. When Adam opened his eyes, I, I feel like because of a fruit, he regrets taking it and he lost that vision of who God is and who he can become. That is why we want to go through that 14 days of fasting and prayer. It's actually not for the church because you are the church. It's also for us to say to God and say, God, as I, begin a new, as I start a new year, I need to have a clearer vision of who you are. I need to know your heart. I need to know your mind. I want you to fill my life with who you are. Because the vision is not about what you achieve in year 2020, but who you become. And I pray that all of us will become more and more like Jesus, the one that we are created after. That all of us will begin to believe, man, that is my very purpose, is to become more and more like Christ. That is why it doesn't matter where you work, what language you speak, where you come from, you can still seek God and know about your purpose. The theme for our church this year, City Light, is glory. We want to see the glory of God restored in our own life and in the church. We want to imagine according to the image of Jesus Christ that how His body here on earth would do His work. Like what Wilson shared with us today, that we will abound in every good work because His grace is given to us bountifully because God never withholds anything from us and He wants to use us to be His physical body on earth here. This April, we are going to have our conference. It will be launched next week. Block out the date, first week of April. And we want to believe God that we will be launched out as His body. Glory of God. Glory of God. This weekend, we want to take time to understand and to dig deeper of what God's glory is all about. And next weekend, when we come back, after a week of fasting, we want to make a vision pledge. We are going to give God our time, our talent, and our treasure. Next week, we want to come back and say, God, if I believe in your glory, I believe that God, you want to use us as one. Why don't you take one week, City Light, to pray? I want to give God my time because when He gives me a vision, I have to work. I have to be used by Him. I want to give God my talent. God has given you something. It's from Him so that He can use it for His glory. We're going to give God's treasure. And next week, we're going to give God our pledge. We're going to contribute. We're going to be people of conviction. I want to end today's message 
with this Bible verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Can we make this and meditate upon this this whole year? Everything that we do, we want to ask ourselves, does this give God glory? Does this glorify God? The words that I speak. You know, God is, God, God is not impressed with what we speak here on stage. I think God is more impressed with what I speak to my wife, to my children, to the people that hate me. God is more interested in what I speak to myself. Because in whatever I do, I want to do it for the glory of God. Because Jesus has come to restore His glory in, back to our lives. So I want to invite all of us to be part of this. If you're part of City Light, start your year with prayer and fasting for yourself and for church. And I also want to encourage you to probably start a Bible reading plan. We just started the Bible project, 365 days of covering, finishing the whole Bible in one year. And it's, it's, it's really pretty good because every day there is a devotional in video that you can watch. Then you read about three chapters and you just meditate, just take notes. Wouldn't it be amazing that we, every day of 2020, we can actually look into the Bible and encounter His Word. And I can assure you that you will meet with God there in the Word. The video is going to help you. The, the Bible verses, the scripture that you... How many of you here, just... There's nothing superstitious about this. How many of you here attempted reading a Bible plan and failed before? I can put my legs up, alright? But how many of us here believe that we are not a finished product, we, it's worth trying again. Year 2020, how many of you here, you want to commit to read by the Word of God some way, somehow? Okay, finish the Bible in a year or read consistently? It's worth trying. Don't give up. Don't give up the image that you are created for God Himself. Amen. Let's rise to our feet this morning. Let's close our eyes and bow our head. Jesus, we pray. We open our hearts to you, God. Thank you for speaking to us this morning. Thank you for showing us what a privilege it is, God, to be created according to your image. That Jesus, you actually care about us and you share your glory with us. And Lord, I pray in year 2020, we will pursue nothing less than this. We will seek your face so that we can 
be more and more like you. Holy Spirit, would you help us? I wonder this morning how many of us here you have been struggling with your identity. Every year you make New Year resolutions, goals to achieve. By the end of the day, you really do not know where you are heading. But today, you understand that the ultimate vision is not, it's more than just goals. It is who you are becoming in Christ Jesus. And God is saying to you, human beings, my children, don't forsake the glorious image that I've given to you. Don't downgrade it. Don't let the world define it. But begin to believe. Begin to know and understand that I've created you to be like me. You are my children. You are my son and my daughter. Don't ever allow the world to define you. You are more important than that. Don't give up. This year, you might go through tough times again. You may feel like giving up again, giving up. And, and maybe the world will throw you a lot of negative thoughts that your life is worth nothing. You know what? You will always remember, you will always remember that God has created you according to His very own image. And He wants you to have a relationship with Him. Don't lose sight of that vision. I wonder how many of us here this morning as we start the year, we have one key decision is that I want my vision to be about Jesus. I want to come back to Him. I do not want to lose sight of who He is in my life. And this is a serious decision and commitment you are making on the first weekend of 2020. You are saying to God, God, I do not know what I will achieve. I do not know where I will go yet, but I want to set my heart right. I want to come to you. A lot of Christians here, maybe you haven't been reading the Bible, you haven't been praying. Maybe you are struggling if you walk with God. Today, can I encourage you, come back to God. Don't give God half-heartedness and say, I have tried in the past. You know what? God is saying to you, you are not finished yet. God is not finished with you yet. God wants you to know more of His heart. He wants to bring you back today. Come back. Come back. Come back to the Father. Come back to Jesus. If this is you, wherever you are, lift up your hands and begin to pray for yourselves.